the Love Life and Lose Weight podcast will teach you the art and science of changing your habits around food. If you know what to do, but can't figure out why you're just not doing it, this is the right podcast for you. I'm your host, Advanced Certified Weight and Life Coach, Heather Beardsley. I've helped hundreds of women just like you figure out how to think and eat like a normal eater, lose weight, and love life on the journey to goal weight and beyond. Hey, it's Heather. Welcome to episode 17. In this episode, I'm going to share with you six elements I see my clients putting together when they start to have consistent weight loss every week. Um, So this is sort of like a case study. And this doesn't mean that it has to all be in place for every person who consistently loses weight. But here's the the most interesting thing to note is that these elements, when they're in place, make weight loss, not only consistent in and out each week, but they make it actually enjoyable, (laughs) not hard. So let's go through them. The first element, and this is such a common story. I hope you can understand that everybody who is on a weight loss journey will have times when they regain some weight. I see it's very common for people to kind of freak out and then question whether they can do it or whether the program is right or whether they're putting in enough effort or if they should quit. If you want to see consistent weight loss, don't ever do that. Here's what you can do instead. If you've gained weight, Use the disappointment and the frustration in a useful way, which means never making it mean that you can't do it or that you can't figure it out. Use that kind of desire um, that has not been met yet to double down on your commitment to figuring it out. Because really, here's all it means. The only thing disappointment ever means is that you just haven't figured out how to put the pieces together in a way that makes it doable for you, able to be done. Okay. And it just means a lot of experimentation. I mean, the life is filled of, with examples of this. I know I give a lot of examples with yoga, but it's true. I mean, with yoga, you might spend a year or two trying to reach a certain pose takes a lot of practice and, you know, finding consistent weight loss is the same way. We have so much conditioning around diet mentality that brings us away again and again and again from how we know we need to be eating in order to allow for weight loss without restriction. So a lot of times just those old habits just consistently get in the way. And it can impede consistent weight loss. But all that's needed is for you to meet most of those (laughs) thought patterns that get in the way or circumstances that get in the way. And then as long as you use them as like a blueprint to figure out what to do instead and then start experimenting with them, then you'll eventually get there. I mean, it's very common for... uh, Clients in the program who are doing the work to easily lose 
a good chunk of weight. And then it sort of slows down because you've got to start doing the work, um, with the, the thought work and the body work to trust your body, because we know that restriction doesn't work long-term. So there is an element of like just slowing down, not being in a rush and just know that like, as long as you keep practicing, you'll get there. In the yoga class, you keep coming. You do have an expectation that you will get more flexible and maybe be able to touch your toes. And um, with consistent practice, I've never heard of someone who can't. So it's the same with weight loss, okay? You're practicing, you're learning, and you're, as long as you're noticing the progress, it can feel okay, even if it takes longer, okay? So don't make a weight gain mean it can't work for you. If you do that, you slow things down and make it so much harder than it has to be. Okay, so second element is to turn your back completely on entertaining the idea that you might just go back to, I don't know, a restrictive diet like Weight Watchers or Whole for 30 <laughs> or counting carbs or keto or whatever it might be. If you lost weight on one of those programs, but then that weight loss stopped, slowed, and even caused rebound weight gain on you, then it didn't work. So when you say, and you entertain the idea, like this may not be working, I could just go back to doing something that I know doesn't work. Then again, you just slow yourself down and you make it harder than it has to be. So element number two means hitting the point of no return where you refuse you just refuse to restrict yourself through weight loss ever again, where you're counting calories, counting points, counting macros, whatever it might be, that you will, you will figure out how to eat the food you like in a way that allows you to um, moder modulate your weight to a weight that you feel good and happy and comfortable at. We see examples of so-called normal eaters who do not feel restricted by food. They can eat, they do eat what they like and what they choose, and they have a weight that they're happy with. If those people can do it, so can you. Okay. That's number two. Number three is not restricting your food, like for real, even after um, what I mean by that is, um, refusing to say like, for example, let's say it was pizza night and you had, you overate pizza. What I see a lot of my clients do is the next day they'll like skip breakfast and then plan salads. Okay. That's restricting your food. So we know that normal eaters sometimes overeat and you want to be like them when that happens, because what they do is they just go back to the way that they're regularly eating and their weight will balance out over a period of days, even if it was an overeat. And that's what I want you to do. So stop like the big, like iron grip on yourself and this like 
this version of you that's looking over your own shoulder, you know, with a clipboard and a pen and Mark giving you red X's all the time for like bad behavior. No. So no restricting your food. That means that a lot of times when, when you make your plan for what to eat, you know, you put first the main thing you want to eat for the day. Sometimes for me, it's, it's a breakfast I really want. Sometimes it's like taco Tuesday and I start with tacos for dinner. And then what I do is I work my way back. I like reverse engineer the day and I'm like, all right, well, if I have tacos for dinner, then what kind of lunch do I want? These days, it's like a cup of soup, like usually like a tomato soup from Trader Joe's and like their dill salad kit. Have you guys had that? It's so good. Like a crispy, cool, like dill salad kit for lunch. And then breakfast, I don't know, might be yogurt with a little bit of jelly in it. I like to sweeten it a little bit. So unsweetened yogurt, I add a little bit of jelly and maybe like a hard boiled egg, something like that. So that making that kind of plan, do you see how it's made from my point of preference first? What do I feel like doing? What do I feel like eating? Do I want to cook or not? Is it going to be a busy day or not? So it has to take into account your life your day, your bandwidth for energy, and your tastes, your current tastes and preferences for food. Last night I had, I had a craving for cake. Trader, I'm like a big Trader Joe's fan. They have this Chantilly like sheet cake little, it's like a little thing of um, vanilla cake with vanilla frosting and I love it so. And I had a hankering for it last night. And I thought, of course, my brain was like, you could go now and go get it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not on my plan. Not only that, but like today was my weigh-in day. I stopped sabotaging myself the night before my weigh-in days. Why would I ever do that? If I have cake and more sugar and more carbs, my weight will be up the next day. So I don't do that the night before I weigh in. <laughs> um. That's just a side note there for weigh-in days. Like set yourself up for success, right? But this is about planning your food from a place of not restricting yourself, which means asking yourself what you want, looking at your day, looking at the food you have on hand, making a plan, and then gut checking that plan with yourself, with the five o'clock version of yourself, with the noontime version of yourself. Really looking at your time that you have to eat and what you're asking of yourself. Okay. So no more restricting. That means though, that when you do plan for foods, you truly like, let's say it's the cake. So I went to Trader Joe's. I did my grocery shopping today for the week and um, yeah, the cake was on there and it's on my plan today, but I'm going to have it for dinner. Cause I went out for brunch today. I had a, I had a bigger brunch. Um, and I know I'm not going to have a big amount of hunger for dinner. So I will wait for my hunger. And when I have it, I'm going to have a cup of tea and my cake for dinner. And I'm totally fine with that. You know, and you, you listen, you gut check it. If you're not okay, having cake for dinner, if you really aren't, 
then I guess the cake isn't worth it. But for those of you that it is, having a big dinner and then stuffing the cake in after so that you overeat it is not going to work for you on weight loss. So my clients who consistently lose, they don't restrict what they plan for themselves, but those foods that are like considered their favorite foods, let's say once in a while foods or foods they don't have all the time, they're not adding that in on top of a big meal. They're either substituting a meal for it if they want to do that, or they're having less of a meal in order to accommodate the special food. So they're not overeating the foods that they're no longer restricting from themselves. Okay. You can't plan for special foods and overeat them and expect to lose weight. Okay. So we know that. So number four, let's move on to number four. My clients that consistently lose weight, they figure out their blueprint for when and how much to eat. So normally when we learned how to lose weight with restrictive diet plans, they told us like how many calories we could have and we would count up the calories and we would like dole out that little bit of food to ourselves as much as we could. And we would eat like bullshit food, like raw broccoli to try to fill our stomachs with food for like the most amount of food for the least amount of calories. It was so insane. So we're not doing that anymore. So what is the solution in absence of that? Well, the solution is that you got to fucking listen to your stomach. You have to know when you're physically hungry, not only, not just like a whisper of hunger, like, but what definite hunger feels like. So I talked all about hunger in a previous episode episode seven, making peace with hunger. I go into this like big time on episode seven. If you haven't figured this out yet for your weight loss, go listen to that. And then, um, the other side of the coin to physical hunger is knowing when you're overeating as well and how to avoid that. That's on episode eight. So back to this episode, when you consistently lose weight, it means that you figured out your blueprint for when and how much to eat. So the when you, you will know this by the amount of physiological hunger that you feel, that means body hunger. That does not mean I'm thinking about eating. That's a thought to eat. Consistent weight loss means you eat not because you only have a thought to eat, but you may have a thought to eat that is proven by the presence of physiological hunger signals. And you've got to know what those are. Okay. We wait to eat until we're physically hungry. That's how we know when to eat. Um, and then the second part of that blueprint is knowing what your cues are when you are at a satisfied amount of food where you're not overeating. So you want to eat only as much food as takes physical hunger away, but you're also stopping sometime before you feel those stretching sensors in your stomach start to stretch. Now, everybody feels this differently. Those are my guidelines. You're going to have to figure out what yours are. Yours might fall in line with 
what mine are. That's fine. But the, again, this is an art, not a science. And it depends on your awareness and your mindfulness around your body cues around hunger and satiety. Okay. So you got to know physical hunger. You have to know when you're at enough. For most of us, many of us, that cue is when you've had a sigh, you start to look away from your food or think about other things, or you start to like poke around for the best bites that are left. That can be a good indication you are at enough. That's when you stop eating. If there is a question and you've had the cue and you're like, oh, wait, I'm not really sure if I'm at enough. My advice for you is to wait a period of time, minimum of five minutes, and really focus on your stomach and whether you can sense any residual physical hunger. If you cannot find physical hunger, you're done. If you have slight tinge of hunger still left, have two more bites and then be done. Okay. So that's a blueprint for when and how much to eat. You've got to figure out what yours is. Experiment for a week and see how you, you do. And then see how those actions result in the scale moving. This is the most important one. Number four. This blueprint for when and how much to eat is the most important thing for consistent weight loss. You get this right and you can kind of fuck up a few of the others and still lose weight. <laughs> but you got to get number four dialed in. Okay. I will say for most of my clients, they can slightly overeat at two meals per week, at least two, two, sometimes three, and still expect to lose weight. So test it. See if your like blueprint is like I figure out when and how much to eat and I follow it with maybe two exceptions per week. That's it. All right. Number five. You've got to give yourself permission to eat imperfectly and figure out that blueprint because we don't start like intuitive eating knowing how to do it because of all the bullshit diet conditioning that we've received. So it's like an unwinding process. So maybe you're like, all right, I know when I'm hungry and I'm pretty good at waiting for hunger, but I, I just blow past my enough. So you got to give yourself permission to kind of work on that and get that wrong many times and be willing to like be patient and wait for that progress where you just get a slightly better and slightly better and slightly better. Okay. So it's being a beginner, having beginner mind with this and staying with yourself and being patient, not expecting perfection and certainly not, you know, beating yourself up for it. If you do get it wrong, that's number five. Okay. Number six is using compassionate self-talk. And again, this is kind of like number two, I want you to reach a point of no return where you just say, I will never shit talk, berate or shame myself with any kind of hateful 
you know, shrill or judgmental self-talk as I work on this. I'm a human being who deserves the benefit of the doubt, who's learning and who is just trying in her own best self-interest. Okay. If you do this, if you can apply the self-compassion, the, the kindness and the empathy that you all have for everybody in your life that you love, if you can just turn this on yourself, you will thrive in weight loss. You will lose weight consistently and you will try to um, improve, not from a place of should or have to or need to because you're wrong, because you have to lose weight now, but because it feels good to just like develop a relationship of trust with yourself, with your managerial, your CEO mind and the inner you who you know, needs your compassion so that the two of you are working together towards your goal, all the way towards your goal. And this is why I love the arena of weight coaching, because this relationship of figuring out how to consistently lose weight is one in which you develop a brand new relationship with yourself. I mean, for many of us, it is time to make friends and make peace with yourself, really fall in love with yourself again and be your own best cheerleader. It feels amazing when you do that. Okay. So those are the six elements that you can start to work with and plug in all together to find consistent weight loss. Um, thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions on these six elements, visit me on Instagram at thrive in midlife. I'll have all of these six elements written out for you. If you want to see them in writing. And if you have any questions on any one of them, come by comment on episode 17 post or send me a DM and I'm happy to continue the conversation with you over there. Okay. So stay focused. So long. Hey, if this episode resonated for you, then let's connect visit hbeardsley.com forward slash subscribe. That's h-b-e-a-r-d-s-l-e-y.com forward slash subscribe and get on the list. You'll get a free gift, periodic coaching, plus advanced notice of in-person events and workshops.